Before we dive into rethinking your classroom rules for your CTE classroom, I do want to tell you about the exciting course that I am creating right now that gets you ready for the first 10 days of school. So that you, by the time you finish this, you'll be able to have all of your classroom expectations, your rules, and what you'll actually be doing for those first 10 days of school already mapped out before school starts so that you can get the ball rolling once you get into class and really feel like you are prepared so that you can have a wonderful school year and still leave school when your contract time is over. Hop on the waitlist at kristenmasick.com forward slash waitlist. I'll also have the link in the show notes so that you can make sure that you don't miss out on any of the exciting announcements and things that are coming your way. Let's jump into that episode. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about, in addition to applying great teaching principles. Classroom rules are essential for students to learn in a safe environment. They ensure that everyone has equal access to learning opportunities. And in fact, it's not just students that really enjoy clear expectations, it's adults as well. I just recently went to a weekend long personal professional development with a bunch of administrators from all across the country. And the very first thing that we did before we even started any of our training is we had norms and expectations for the class that we are going to be taking. While I do see the shift to norms when we are talking about adult learning, I'm not seeing it as much in the middle school or in the classrooms that I've been in as I have been an administrator. So I think we're just used to rules. And so this is what we are taught. This is how we have learned how to set up our classrooms. So the way that most teachers learn to set up their rules is they focus on negative behaviors, where the focus should actually be on encouraging positive habits. So where we're talking about things that are just really punitive as far as like cell phones or gum or bringing certain things to class. And if you don't bring those things, then you are unprepared. They tend to, unfortunately, they get away from us. So I just want to give you a little bit of an administrator insight before we get rolling on this episode. But this is what I have seen as a middle school system principal. The teachers with the most rules and these rules that are set up focusing on negative behaviors and what you should and shouldn't be doing, they had the most problems when it came to student behaviors. These teachers also seemed to be spending a lot of time making sure students followed the rules and they didn't have much time to enjoy teaching. So let's make sure that you are not one of those teachers and that you can really enjoy your next school year because of the expectations and the rules that you can come up with now. Before you start to come up with your classroom rules, I want you to take out a sheet of paper. And if you are driving, you can make some mental notes, but it will actually be really good for you to be able to visually see what you are going to be doing. But this is what I'm recommending. You take out a sheet of paper, think of your favorite classes and the teachers that you had throughout the years. How did they make you feel in those classes? What was the environment like? Write down your thoughts and feelings from those classes and teachers. 
on another sheet of paper, or even if you want to flip it over or divide it in half, do the same for the teachers or the classes that you disliked. How did those classes make you feel or those teachers? And what was that environment like? Now, after you've completed that, really put some thought into both those thoughts and feelings of your favorite teachers and also the ones that you disliked, and then take a step back. And I want you to look at what you have written down for both of those scenarios. Chances are you're going to notice that your favorite teachers had clear expectations and they had an environment that was open and just comfortable to be in they probably didn't have a running list of rules. This is a great exercise that you can actually do with your students as well. So you can lead them still to the expectations that you want to get to in the end, if you have those already in mind, but having them do this exercise, you'll probably have them come to the same conclusions that you have and it can be a great thing that you do at the beginning of the school year, and you can even do it in every single one of your classes and still have the same expectations, have it lead to the same place, and have those students kind of reflect on the classes that they like and that they dislike. Now, I will preface this. If you are having your students do this in class, I would have them set a rule that they cannot talk and name a teacher by name because they'll just kind of start going on a tangent and that's not going to be good for the environment of your class. If they feel comfortable, then speaking illy of other teachers. So you do want them to write and explain those feelings, but you do want them to leave those names out. And if they do have those names, you could have some sort of expectation or some norm or beginning of the class saying, hey, please don't mention names. And I'll remind you, if you do start saying names to say something to the effect of when, oh yeah, when that teacher, instead of saying their actual name, or I had a teacher once. And so you just remind them and you probably will have to remind them frequently, but that will actually really help them still have a positive experience with this activity. But also get out their information and their ideas. So now as we start to think about what you want your rules or expectations or norms, however you're going to call it, you are going to be very specific and you are going to be setting clear expectations. So to teach effectively, you must first establish clear expectations for yourself and your students. Now you also can keep it short. It doesn't mean that you have to have a really long list. You actually could have a rule that just is something to the effect of respect yourself, others, and property. And that really can be an all-encompassing expectation or norm. And any misbehaviors or if you need to re-guide a student to a different behavior, most of them can fall underneath that umbrella. That's very, very broad, almost like a mission statement, but I'm gonna give you some other ideas as well. So classroom rules are essential to creating a safe learning environment. They should be clear and concise and they should be enforced. Students need to know 
exactly what is expected of them at any given moment. If there are no rules, there's no expectation. And remember, it doesn't need to be a bunch of rules. It can actually be a single rule. So I'm going to give you now some examples of clear expectations. So one of my favorite books about classroom culture and school discipline is called Hacking School Discipline. And the ideas that they use in Hacking School Discipline does have to go with restorative justice practices. And it's by Nathan Maynard and Brad Weinstein, and I'll have the link in the show notes. But in this chapter, they have one that's called Throw Out the Rules. They give an example of some reworked rules from a school that they were studying. I want to preface that they were talking about a school that had school-wide rules, which sometimes is even harder. So I know in our district, we have school-wide policies and teachers tend to enforce them differently. And most of it's because those policies are written about negative behaviors and some teachers like to enforce them more than others. And I just wanted to preface it with that because there are going to be a few that we talk about in their examples that you will notice that there are some teachers who could allow some of these things in their classrooms and others who don't. And then it's even harder to have those expectations because if you are the teacher who's trying to be more strict on something like a cell phone policy, thats that whether or not students can use their phones, whether they can have them out at all, or maybe it's after they work, or maybe they can have them out when they're doing some sort of activity that's actually with you on the board versus never having them at all. There's all sorts of different ways of looking at that particular policy and students will actually start to use it against you. So they'll use it against you and other teachers saying, oh, well, they're the great teacher. They're the teacher that doesn't make you, you can put your phone away. You can have it out all the time. Or, oh, that teacher is such a swear word because she won't ever let us look at our phones. And anytime we take it out to even check the time, she takes it away and sends it down to the office. So that's part of this idea of these non-punitive from behaviors and negative behavior rules. So here are the examples from that book. So instead of cell phones are not allowed, and we know that that depends on the teacher, food is not allowed, once again, depends on the teacher, and maintain a whisper voice when done with assignments once again, depends on the teacher. So they actually changed the expectations for that school. And this can, these are great ones that I really like that you could use in your classroom is the expectations became engage in productive work, maintain a safe and clean environment and share space effectively. Now this last one, I had kind of thought of I hadn't really like heard it like and really watched it happen. But when I was at that PD this last weekend, we had a norm that was called share the air. And the whole idea behind share the air was to allow others to speak so that it wasn't just one or two people giving all of their insights and no one else got to talk because we were a bunch of administrators in a room. And sometimes people have more to share than others they had the norm of share the air. So I think of that similarly with these share space effectively so that you're just aware of what others are doing around you. Okay, I want to wrap up this episode with reminding you that our students 
are still developing mentally and emotionally. And so having these expectations or these norms or these rules that are more encompassing of how they can create better habits will actually help them more in the long run, especially in our CTU courses. So in summary, Don't create rules that focus on negative behavior. Instead, create expectations that will help your students be able to create positive habits. Be consistent in how you redirect student behaviors and be fair in assigning consequences. Students need love, but they also need structure, safety, and predictability. I want to remind you that this is a great time to get those first 10 days of school all planned and mapped out as the summer wraps up for you and make sure that you get on the wait list so that you can be notified whenever I am coming up with new things and ways to help you get prepared for those first 10 days of school. So you can join it at kristenmasick.com forward slash wait list. Until next week. 